Listener Production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. AB, I tell you what a treat for a Thursday. Back from the dead. It feels like he's been gone for about three weeks. <laughs> Producer Luke, back on the podcast. Hello. You finally got your voice back. Oh, it's sort, sort of, of there, yeah. Yeah, truth be told, he sounded a bit too sexy. You and I were, like, a bit threatened. You yeah. Reckon? See, yeah, I'll, you had the husky, sexy Spaniard Yeah, well, voice. I mean, truth be told, I actually started charging per minute for my voice. Uh, so well, We couldn't afford it as a show because we have no budget, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually think... Not like the metros here. Like, a lot of people, when they get sick, they, they do lose their voice and mm. they do get the sexy husky. I, I don't think you went that way. I think you went to the chain smoker. Oh, yeah. It sounded like you were yeah. <laughs> not long for this planet. What's um, yeah. Marge's sister's names? Oh, Patty and Patty Selma. And Selma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I sounded There's like. There's a fine <laughs> line between Patty and Selma and sexy. <laughs> Yeah. Like you want that little bit of husky voice. Yeah. I always thought that if they had a makeover and quit smoking, they could have been hot. They did slouch a lot. Like a lot of it was in the bad slouch. Posture. Just bad posture. Yeah, okay. It's Same with have really um, improved. Sideshow Bob. For a tall, skinny guy, had really bad posture. He did actually. A lot of them have bad posture now you think about it. And Chief Wiggum. It always surprises me. Well, that's because he was a big fella. But but Sideshow Bob was in such good shape. His posture was so bad. He was always looking at the ground. Yet they had that episode where he stood on about 12 rakes in one go. I'm like, but you're looking straight <laughs> yeah, down there. Such a good There's episode. no way you should miss them. How did you miss the And rakes? he makes a uh, every time he... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can... Uh, Die, Bart. Go again. <laughs> no, you sound like yeah. Nelson. Because he's got he... a bit of a pommy accent too, Sideshow Bob. Yeah, he does. He does have a pommy yeah. accent. Like a classy one. I haven't watched Simpsons in so long. I started re-watching old episodes a little while ago. Are they still funny? Yeah. yeah they've right. aged really well. But I don't want to watch any of the new stuff because apparently it's not as good. Oh, I haven't bothered with that. But yeah. I, I just like so many of those shows, when you re-watch them now, like, oof, that would be not allowed. That would Didn't be cancelled well. in 2020. Not too much yeah. bad, to be honest, with The Simpsons. But they were pretty good. That's why I love Family Guy because 20 years ago, Seth MacFarlane just said, stuff it. I don't care what era this is watched in. It's going to be <laughs> offensive to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but he also just offends everyone all yeah. the time. Yeah, no one is safe. He doesn't punch up or punch down. He punches everywhere, which Correct. I like. Uh, all right, let's look at today. Uh, you've had some issues with some mates of yours that still haven't paid up for concert tickets you bought two and a half years ago. Correct. And I needed your help which to is... send a threatening message. <laughs> uh, that is the last resort, and I know that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But uh... it's like, you know, uh, it's like when someone is fresh out of money and they go to the mob. You know, yeah, I felt like yeah. I went to gangsters. Speaking of gangsters, <laughs> yeah. a lot of yes. gangster gear on the show. It was good. Black Hand Mafia. We learn about the Black Hand Mafia, which were a group in the 1930s in North Queensland. There was an ABC special on them last year. I, yeah. I never saw that. We learn about it this week through one of our callers. It is, I'm not even a true crime buff. It is fascinating. Very good. <laughs> Like I could, I could, we could do a whole show tomorrow on it, and I'd be yep. I, I don't think the phones would stop ringing. In fact, I still had people calling. Yeah. We had like, people message well us too, after. by the way. And one, and one guy said we couldn't put his call to air, but he said I'd be careful talking about that. Even, even today, really? like a hundred yeah. years later. Which uh, he was an old dude too. It was pretty eerie. Oh, um, yeah, that was scary. But yeah, fascinating. I've got to watch the ABC. Doco Let's actually now. all watch it, report back, and, and share our findings. Wait, hang on. How long do I have to watch this thing? Mate, you don't do that thing where you're like, I don't have enough time, because you do. No, it's not that I don't have enough. I'm just very tired. I'm just, no, I'm just very <laughs> tired. Go. I go to bed very early. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. I, I want to watch it. It's Is just, ABC it's free, the app? Yeah, iView. Yeah, we got a message as well. Yeah. 
Um, they said, I didn't want to call live on air, but yep. I heard them talking about it. My parents own an agricultural supplies business in the Atherton Tablelands and told me of being stood over by members oh. purporting to be the black oh hand God. even that late in the century. Wow. In the 80s. In the, I was going to say, when was it? Well, there's, yeah. there is a massive Italian population in the Atherton Tablelands yeah. and around Mariba as well. Jeez. So. Wow, it's so interesting. Um, Are we all right to go home tonight? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be extra like vigilant for people walking in my yard. I mean, they shouldn't anyway. I often it's... think that, you know, like people are following me. You know, if you were just sort of like been driving home, then you turn down your side street, you get the suburban street, and there's a car following you, and then you make another turn, and that car's still behind you, and then you make another turn, and the and car's still behind you. And your next door neighbour, classic like, Is this car following me, or do they just live in the same? They always just live in the same area, but I can't help thinking... Maybe I'm just paranoid. No one else has had that thought process. Okay, fine. It's just me. Yeah, Jesus but also, Christ. like, how important do you think you are that someone would actually be following you? I don't know. I, I used to say stuff like that when I was a kid. Oh, I'm going to get eaten by a shark or this person's – that car looks like it's following us. And my dad would always say, your life isn't that interesting. <laughs> no one wants to follow you. Trust me. I'm trying to think, well, you maybe asked the wrong question at trivia or watered the wrong thing and <laughs> I don't know. annoyed the wrong person. Well, yeah, like as we said yesterday, he yep. keeps letting me win trivia and they're on to him. Um, also, we spoke to Sandy Harding. Now, she works at the last blockbuster on this planet. She was such a wonderful, happy person. <laughs> so many great. weird questions you want to ask. Trust yeah. me, we asked all of them. We Every extended time. that chat. Oh, we did too. Yes. Yeah. So the take a uh, extended chat is now online as yeah. well. So what, what are they going to hear in the podcast? So you, you, you're going to hear... Everything else. Enjoy. Yeah. Okay, bye. No, no, no. I no go. People need to know. Or you can go. I'll sleep. Right, bye. See ya. <laughs> what do you mean? So oh. if if when people, they're going to keep listening to this podcast yes. right now, what, yes. what chat are they hearing with, with Sandy? Oh, actually, I actually put, put the long chat in. <laughs> yeah. But I also put, I, up, I uploaded the long chat separately. Jeez, you made that difficult. Okay, so you will hear that in this yeah. podcast. Enjoy yeah. it. There's plenty of good gear because we don't talk a lot. It's a lot of great guests. We'll chat to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Elliot, one good thing about you, there aren't many, is that you're a bit of a swindler. You're a bit of a hustler and you don't really care. When it comes to confronting people, you'll just put it out there straight away to get what you want. I am the opposite. I am weak. Well, it's not I'm, weak. You're just non-confrontational. I don't like it at all. And I, I'm in this situation at the moment that is really awkward. So obviously I went to Blink-182 last week. Mm. Now, I bought the tickets for this concert, mind you, like two years ago. $250 per ticket yep. times four. It was a lot of cash to put out. So you paid for you and three of your mates. Yes. And I thought at the time, I'll just buy them now and then wait to closer to the date because yeah. if some of them can't make it or whatever, I'll organise other people and then I'll recoup my money. Right. So about a week before the show, I messaged the girls that were coming with me. I said, hey, guys, you know, next week is the big day. Um, here's my bank details mm-hmm. and, and the money that you owe. No worries. It didn't come through. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give it a bit of time. Went to the concert. Money still didn't come through. That was two weeks ago. I messaged the day after the concert, like, hey, so great to see you all. Just by the way, here's my BSB and my account number again and the amount. Nothing. I left it. Yeah, I've checked everything (laughs) and not a cent has been paid. Right. Uh, So I waited a week. And then I got to today, which is two weeks later. I thought I'll... I'll I love how anxious this is, mate. Yeah, <laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll quickly fire off a text. Oh, you're going to be a bit more direct. Check. Yep. 
What'd you say? So I was actually in the middle of a conversation with one of them. Right. So I thought, perfect opportunity. Punch her in the teeth. So I've written this, but I haven't sent it yet. And I yep. would like your assistance to edit it if you see fit. Right, okay. I said, hey, also, did you send that blink cashola? All good if not, just let me know when you can, X. <laughs> what do you want from me? I want you to rewrite it for okay. me. But also, obviously, I'm not going to send what you are because... You're really cruel and evil, and they would seize you immediately. Are you asking for help or not? Can we meet a middle ground? Are you asking for help? Yes. Okay. (laughs) When all else fails, you sell your soul to the devil. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's a couple issues in your message. Cashola is just a nice way of saying money. What's the last line of that text? Sorry. X. (laughs) Just before that. Um, All good if not. All good if not. Annabelle. No, then I said just let me know when you can, X. It's not all good if not. (laughs) It needs to happen now. It's been two years since these Muppets in your life have not only drained your bank account but your entire existence. So here's the thing. You need to start leading with a few F-ins. First up, you ask for help. This is what I've been with. You can alter if you need. Listen here, you effing bellends. It's been two and a half years since I paid for you to see that bald bloke that doesn't get on many flights. They're an outstanding band and they're our favourite. As you know, money doesn't go on trees, hats. I'm currently bragging. I'm up the duff. You know how expensive it is every single appointment I had to? $250 could pay for my OB for a week. Your behaviour is disgusting. <laughs> I don't want anything further to do with you other than $252 in my bank account. A bit of interest. As interest over two years has arisen. Annabelle F and Brett. Can I do an XO at the end? Wait. So that's on brand. I feel like that's meeting halfway. Yeah, okay. Okay. You send that off, you let me know how you go. <laughs> what ruins the camping trip? Maybe you had to pack up early. Maybe you stayed the whole time, but something overarching ruined it all. Um, oh, I, I hate this for my friends, but I love this story. So friends of mine, they live in Bundy most of the year, uh, but the bloke has a working contract up in Weeper. So mm-hmm. I've been spending a little bit of time up in Weeper. Uh, so there is my mate, his wife, uh, and their two beautiful kids who are six and nine. Uh, they're a Samoan family, um, and one thing they always wanted to try to do was a family camping trip. They feel like the boys that are six and nine, they're finally old enough, so let's make it happen. Yeah, because they can actually help build the tent. Yeah, well, I, <coughs> apparently they kind of half tried that, but they were busy running around <laughs> having a great time. But, you know, Dad was fishing, Mum was doing the same, they were having an awesome time the first sort of two and a half days until they packed things up. Um, so they were set up in a tent. They had their four-wheel drive next to it as well. And um, over the course of the two days, they started to notice a stench that would fill the area they're in. And they were only in like a sort of 20-meter area, and the stench was getting pretty bad pretty quickly. And it sort of seemed to get worse and worse as time went by <sighs> until, <laughs> until mum found that the boys hadn't quite mastered the pooing in the hole situation. So they thought what it means when you dig a hole to go and do your business, that you do a poo and then next to where you poo, you dig a hole. So they'd left about seven or eight human poos 
just sitting on top of the grass where they've been camping and just dug holes next and to the them. And the whole purpose was... The boys thought it was just like a fun activity. <laughs> so it's like... You know, it's like, Character building. Yeah, and it's like, you know... Oh, dug a poo, dug a hole. You, you know, you go to the pub and here's a dollar or you get a raffle ticket. That's what they thought it was. Do a poo, I get to dig a hole. Doesn't quite work that way. Stunk out the whole place to the point where they packed up and left. They only just stayed there five days. They left after two and a half. kids do a day? Well, Jeez, they said it was seven or, seven or eight by the end of it. One, oh. triple, three, five, three. What ruined the camping trip? I mean, mine's much less dramatic. I'm actually not allowed to go camping with people because when I was younger, I was obsessed with it. We've talked about this on the show. I always wanted to go camping. I never got to growing mm. up. My dad didn't like it. Five stars. Every, the only stars I came under are five stars. <laughs> he Every single time we attempted to go, it yep. would piss down. Right. Like the worst rain imaginable. That happened all through my school. School camps got cancelled every mm. single time I was meant to go. Went with friends when we were older. Went with an ex-boyfriend. We tried two years in a row. Like torrential rain to the point where you you couldn't have a tent at all. Right. So I'm just not allowed to go. Oh, because you're the curse that brings the I'm weather. the curse of rain. Right, okay. We'll yeah. go to Townsville on one triple three five three. Brennan, tell us your fateful tale. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, Pleasure. Yeah, so... Th- the kids were giving me a hard time for a few weeks about never taking them camping, so I thought I'd get some camping stuff and organise a weekend away. Um, yeah, we went to Charters, Tower, uh, Charters Towers mm. on the river there, got a good spot, set everything up, the tents and everything. Um, bit of silly buggers going on during the day. The two boys were sort of mucking around and they were wrestling in the tent. Ended up uh, one of them sort of hit the tent pole and knocked his teeth out. <gasps> <laughs> Luckily, they were baby teeth, but um, it was still pretty dramatic. And because it was dark, couldn't, couldn't sort of see what's going on. So we ended up yeah, not even lasting one night and driving back into town. Brendan, as the boy's father, what were your emotions like during that period? Because, uh, again, speaking to, to my mate, he said he was so proud that his kids wanted to go and he was so heartbroken it was ruined by the fact they couldn't work out the poo hole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it was yeah, it was a pretty oh, stressful moment. Like I said, I yep. couldn't really see what was going on. Oh, um, didn't know how bad it was or anything, so it was sort of yeah, pretty frustrating, I suppose. Have, Long drive. have you had a round two since then, Brendan? No, okay. I was thinking you could put it out to the listeners. I got some camping stuff for sale. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'll do it as long as I don't have a son. Oh, that's the that's common funny. denominator here. Appreciate your call, Brendan. Let's go to Rocky. Who have we got? Hey, we mate? got Blake. Tell us your story, mate. Well, mate, so uh, story goes, we were supposed to go out to Cape York Way for about a week and a bit. Mm. But uh, one of my mates got uh, too intoxicated as it was and ended up stumbling off into the bush. <laughs> and we found him a couple of hours later in this gully. Ended up uh, breaking his leg, so we had to bring him home early. <gasps> was Once he in- again, men. Yeah. <laughs> 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 was he intoxicated enough, Blake, that at the time he wasn't too phased by it? Um, well, uh, when, generally when you hear him go, hey, fellas, I think I've done a mischief. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exceptional. Oh, Has he made mischief. up for it, Blake? I've got to know. Mm. Oh, look, he, he kind of has. He, he apologised a, a lot when we got him back in the car. Yeah. He was, he was very disappointed with himself, but, you know, we, we had to get him we had to get him back. So he, he's been all right since then. we got a couple of trips since then. But, yeah, no, that one I reckon sort out a bit. You know, well, we got should some, do. Get the camping gear and <laughs> have a round two. I appreciate the call, Blake. We should do at some stage phone calls on dobbing your mate who's a liability because there'd be some oh, absolute yeah. corkers.
Don't look at me that And we'll way. start with you. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Whether you've listened to this show for five minutes or a couple of years now, one thing you would have learnt is that you never get away with anything you say. Uh, there was a moment, Annabelle, from yourself a couple of days ago. Let's revisit that. Like, I've yeah. got blockbuster videos in my cupboard. <laughs> Wait, you never return? I only discovered them recently, but yeah, that's a good 17-year overdue date. And obviously no blockbusters in Australia anymore, blockbusters gone, yeah, yada, yada, yada. You'd never have to pay that up. Unless, that is, of course, producer Luke managed to find the only surviving blockbuster on this planet. It is in Bend in Oregon in the United States. Not only has he tracked down this store, he's tracked down someone that works us that works there that joins us this afternoon on the Rush Hour, Sandy Harding. Hello, mates. <laughs> Hello, everybody in Australia. Sandy, thank you so much for making the time. We'll get to AB's debt shortly. But first of all, this is fascinating. Being the last surviving blockbuster, do you still get regular clientele? Do people travel from far and wide to come and visit? Oh, absolutely. We have people renting every day. And yes, we we still have regular customers and new movies on the shelf every week. Um, but yeah, we have lots of people coming to visit as well. Um, we've actually had right after the store um, that closed right before in making us the last one on the planet was in Perth, Australia. And so we actually had a family that flew out to Oregon and came in and visited us. Um, we took pictures in front of the store and everything, and it was really fun um, that they were from the store that closed, you know, uh, fortunately in 2019, I think is when the Perth store closed. But um, they were so sweet too, by the way. They called us the night they were closing and wished us well, and it was oh. very sweet. They, oh. were, they were a good, good competition for us. We were sad that they closed up. Um, we were excited to be the last one, but we were sad that they were closing and there was one as well, Sandy, that closed a little bit before that. It was one of the last remaining as well. Very famously gifted a jock strap of Russell Crowe's from John Oliver. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? Because I believe you now have that in your ownership. We don't have the jock strap. The jock strap is actually, I believe, there in Australia with Russell Crowe. So <laughs> we have the other stuff. We have the stuff from Cinderella Man, the, the robe and and we have the the mask from Robin Hood and different things that were his, some some director chair backs and things. Um, but there was a famous heist that happened where he stole it back from the Alaska store. So um, you'll have to watch that. It's a it's a John Oliver skit as well. Um, but I believe he's got it now in his possession. <laughs> what, what what's the craziest story you have for us, Sandy, in terms of someone that's visited, maybe someone that's travelled a long way or that's come there, and and I don't know that whether they rented out just about every movie in the store or what. You know, we, <laughs> I don't know about renting out every single movie in the yeah. store, but we definitely have some wonderful stories of, of people doing fun things. We've had people who come in with their kids and they'll set up an account and rent a movie and then go outside and put it right back in the Dropbox <laughs> just so they have that experience of going Show back them. outside. <laughs> oh, um, we've had people who will go down to the local, you know, Goodwill and which is the thrift shop and, and they will, um, you know, buy a VHS player or a DVD player just so they could come and rent a movie and then they'll redonate it when they're done. Um, and those are like cool things. But we've had so many people. We've had lots of um, famous actors and directors. Ron Howard was in the store. Um, we've had just so many wonderful experiences and we're very blessed to get lots of cool people and 
cool people like you guys calling us too and do an interview. So Who wouldn't we, we have a great time. You're an absolute delight, <laughs> Sandy. Now, I've always been curious because uh-huh. in Australian blockbusters growing up, one of the coolest things about going to them was that they had the international snacks. So we would have, like it was a real novel- novelty for us, to, for instance, to be able to rent our video and get Reese's Pieces and all of these American <laughs> treats that we didn't have readily available <laughs> in Australia. Is it the same with you? Is there an international stand or are you just like, nah, here's our normal you American snacks that we love <laughs> yeah i mean no we i mean we we just pretty much have the standard you know um stuff that we would have but you know it is across the u.s though things are like that because we'll have things on the west coast like marion berries you guys probably don't know what marion berries are nah. but it's a special it's it's a cross between a raspberry and a blackberry that was created here in oregon and it's pretty famous we have marion berry ice cream we have all kinds of really cool yeah. stuff but you can't get that on the East Coast. So, I mean, we have fun stuff like that. Nothing that's international, but we have fun things from across the country, at least. Sandy, what's your most rented film? I don't know if you still get current stuff, but or if it's, you know, if you still have the adult section. Don't know if that's still a thing at Blockbusters, <laughs> but is, is there one that, that gets out more than others? Um, you know, it's the classic stuff now because all the nostalgia. You have people coming in. It's constantly, you know, the, the Back to the Future is gone, the Great Outdoors. Um, you know, we, we just required a new sign up in the store from Uncle Buck, the movie with John Candy. Um, it's up in the corner now. I mean, we just have the people come in and get the classic stuff constantly. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that there's any one particular movie that stands out in my head. Goonies would probably be the one yep. that I'm constantly replacing. Um, it was filmed here in Oregon. So that's a, a really big oh. family movie. Everybody loves So. Um, yeah, we have lots of lots of nostalgia going on. All right, Sandy, as much as it's been lovely getting caught up in, in all the amazingness that is the final blockbuster store in the world in Bend, Oregon, we do have some business to attend to. Let's again just revisit <laughs> this from AB. This is a throwaway comment from her the other day on the Rush Hour. Like, I've yeah. got blockbuster videos in my cupboard. <laughs> Wait, you never return? I only discovered them recently, but, yeah, that's a good 17-year overdue date. Sandy, you haven't met AB in person yet, but she is the biggest moral compass, wants to do everything right by everyone all the time. So it is only fair that she returns these DVDs from 17 years ago. Is there a way we can work out what she potentially might owe your company? So, you know, I did a little math um, prior to coming on the program here with a little help from a friend. And... uh, yeah, so it's it's about three grand. So we're talking about three thousand forty dollars and forty five cents. Oh my gosh, so. it was for an English assignment, oh, Sandy. I had so to good. rent the original Great Gatsby. I thought I'd return it. <laughs> What's the easiest way to pay oh, that? It's not even the Leonardo one. Installments after pay. Yeah, you know we do. We'll mm. we'll send them, we'll send them out for you yeah. here. You know we. Well, we come after our late fees yep. around here. Um, no, you know, it's it's so funny. We get people all the time that call about those things. I've had people from Canada, people from all over the U.S. that have called me up and said, I'm so sorry, I have a video where I have late fees. I want to come clean. I want to pay for these. Um, it's very sweet. We, we love it. We it, love getting those calls. Is 17 years the longest time in between, though? Has that been beaten? <laughs> That's the longest one I've had, yeah, okay. for sure. Well done. But I've had a people reaching out to me. <laughs> right, tell you what we're going to try and do. Good luck getting money out of this friend over here, but we're going to try and find that DVD and ship it back to you in Bend, Oregon. It'll be the right thing to do. Different playout systems, uh, obviously, in the US that probably won't work. I don't think it's, it's Blu-ray. Yeah, it's still the right thing to do. 
oh, you know what? We mm. will find a way to make yep. use of it. We'll send you some great pictures. So great. send it our way. Hey, you are an absolute legend, Sandy. So cool that you guys are keeping the blockbuster legacy alive. Just finally, can people find you guys on social media somewhere if they want to check out what you're doing? Yep. Absolutely. They can find us on uh, blockbusterben.com. That's our website. Yep. Um, it'll direct us to our Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, too. So good. Amazing. Sandy Harding from the final blockbuster on this planet in the famous Bend, Oregon, in the United States. You're a legend. Appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day. Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy. I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people, so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out, saved by the bell. That was... Literally ride shotgun. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. AB, I'm nothing if not honest. And honestly, I'd never do any preparation for this segment. I love reading modern history stories. I normally like to find a headline and I'll riff from there. However, I've been infatuated with something this week. Now, we spoke to a bloke in air called Henry Peterson on Monday who was uh, telling a story about there's a, a woman called Jean Morris in air in a cemetery uh, and basically her gravestone is unmarked. She was murdered 93 years ago uh, by a gang he said that are called the Black Hand Gang. The Black Hand Gang, which were notorious uh, in the 1930s in, in North Queensland. They, they are originally from Italy and... Um, they, they were sort of extorting money out of cane farmers, uh, uh, cattle people, whatever. I was just going to say you can't actually hear that full chat. Mm. On the listener app, it is up there now. So Blackhand Mafia, they're, they're listed as online. After he started telling that story, I couldn't stop reading about them. I have nine pages of notes in front of me right now, and that's no word of a lie. So, Imagine the, your teachers today to see what you've become. Th- these guys were Not pure, pure evil. They literally called this the godfather of North Queensland. So the way it was set up, there's a bloke called Dior. Augustino. So he was the leader of the Black Hand Mafia, right? So he left to Australia from Italy when he was about 21 in the mid-1920s. Uh, early on, you know, he was working as a, a cane farm labourer. He ended up buying a bakery, but as time went on, he went on to be the leader of the Black Hand Mafia, who for years and years would terrorise cane farmers and take so much of their money. They would leave notes like, and this is an example of one, that says, this is your last chance to become a friend of ours. If you fail this time, you know what to expect. You have to put the money under the lookout for train sign, and we advise you to take this seriously. Your friend's the black hand, and if you didn't pay him what you apparently owed him, you'd go missing. Why is a letter so scary like that? So D'Augustino, again, he's the head of all of this. He was the bloke that was the boss but would never get his hands dirty. There was a lot of murders during this time. We learnt about Gene Morris we just spoke Mm. about before. Gene, they say, was stabbed 47 times. Stiletto Gene, she was known as. There was murders for years and years. Now... D'Augustino throughout the 30s grew to power but also started losing powerful people around him. So what he did 
Instead of spending all of his time in Ingham, he was basically travelling from Ingham to Innisfail all the time. And same deal, a lot of cane farmers and whatever would go missing if their tabs weren't paid, but he never had a speck of blood on him. 1938 arrives, AB. In 1938, there's an explosion and D'Augustino is fatally wounded. Police sat by his deathbed and D'Augustino steadfastly refused to name his attackers and he took his secrets to the grave. His rule was a defining period for the regional Italian community right across Queensland, but one question remains unanswered. Who turned the tables and murdered D'Augustino? Yeah, the explosion. Never solved to this day. Who was the, you want to say hero in this situation and eradicated the Black Hand Mafia? It happened right here in this state. I'd never heard of it till Monday. I didn't think we were an interesting enough state to have mafia. I mean, there's bikies down on the Gold Coast, but this is regional Queensland. Producer Luke, I need you to find us a crime expert because I can't do this story enough justice. We're, can you sort that out for us? We need to sit down with hey, someone. there might be someone out well, there, 13353. True. I'll have a look. Maybe yeah. someone knows a lot. Because yeah, if this has been an area of expertise for you, maybe you've read up on everything. I'm not kidding. This is all This is all just paperwork well. in here. You did well for someone who didn't finish school. <laughs> I finished. I just didn't pass. <laughs> anyway, if you want to do some Googling for yourself, Black Hand Mafia, evil, evil man, Digostino, and, and so much goes unsolved. <laughs> We're going to take some calls on this because the board has never lit an up like it has today. No. One triple three five three. Just talking about the Black Hand Mafia, which there was an ABC special apparently last year on them. I'd never heard of them till this week. Uh, they were a, a gang, sort of Ingham region, thereabouts in far north Queensland, led by a bloke called D'Augustino. He died in 1938 after taking many people's lives but never getting convicted for it. But to this day, no one knows who took him out, how that ended, who was behind it. And is it still going? The whole thing is wild. We're going to go to the phones. First up, Georgia and Halifax, what do you got? I live at I live at Halifax, so oh. that's sort of, you know, Ingham area. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's really, really real. That stuff that did happen, oh what it was about a hundred years. It was D'Agostini. Yeah. D'Agostini. Yeah. I guess it's horses for courses. Um, you know, like a lot of the Italian and Sicilians that came here and they had the cane, you know. Mm. They they were always doing the right thing, gotta have a few bad apples in the batch. Of course. Um but yeah, so it it, it is a true story. He was a bit of a villain. He was a bit of a uh, gangster, if you like. But, yeah, I don't know. Horses for courses. I do believe that he was buried in the gravestone area in Ingham without a gravestone. He was not given privilege to any... Uh, he was buried by troopers, yep. uh, like as in, you know, the, the coppers at the time, and he was not allowed to have a gravestone. He's in an unmarked grave. Well, it's a bit like his one of his victims, Jean Morris, and yeah, she wasn't given a gravestone, so may as well for the killer as well. Cass in Townsville, appreciate you calling the rush hour. You, you have a little bit more on, on the Black Hand Mafia. Uh, yes, I do. My grandfather, Anthony Busatel, he was the court's interpreter to interpret from Italian into English. Whoa. And, and has he told you any insights? Um, not from my grandfather direct, but from my mother. She was born in Innisfail in the late 20s. Yeah. Um, 
and it's sort of the court case happened when she was around five or six and then more in 1932, 93. Um, for my grandfather from the pressure, from him being blackmailed as well from both sides of the mafia, trying to work him to interpret um, onto their side of the story. Um, he took ill and um, he went into hospital and was oh stressed about it and the mafia would follow my mother and grandmother home from the hospital and walk up down their house all night and yeah my mother still has these vivid images of a gentleman in his shirt cigarette smoking outside her window oh and yeah. Kaz oh, did wow, your Cass. did your grandfather ever was he ever face to face with Diogostino was he inside like the building with him is that how that worked yeah so he was in the court um, with them and he was yep. interpreting yeah um, and then eventually they had to move the court case because um, they were still getting cane farmers were getting killed and the ears cut off and things like that. Yeah, which, which um, apparently is the, like the most disrespectful thing you could do to an Italian person. That was a, a real disrespect yes. thing was, was cutting the ears. Cass, this is wild. Thank you so much for calling Yeah, jeez. Appreciate the insight. You can see why I was so fascinated reading about it. I the, need to watch that series. The, the Black Hand Mafia. Uh, Ryan in Rocky joins us now. You know a bit more. Yeah, mate. Um, I moved to Ingham in 88. Right. And um, my... My dad was told pretty quickly because he works for the cane growers um, to yeah to read up about the black hand and he was given a book by um, from a farmer um, yeah so there was a few rumours going around back in the day that um, D'Agostino got blown up by someone out of Italy that the farmers hired to come out and get him. Whoa! So the locals got someone from Italy to come in, get rid of him, and then bugger off again. Well, that was the that's that a rumour. It never got, I guess it never got confirmed, but yeah, that was that was the word. Ryan, isn't it hard to believe that happened right here in the state? Because it, it dead set, it, it is, it's real life Godfather. Mate, if you grew up in Ingham, yep. you would not find that very hard to believe wow. at all. <laughs> well, hey, Ryan. We actually work with a couple of Ingham locals. Yeah, I need to ask some questions. Thanks for sharing, brother. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, eh? On you, mate. And, and yeah, a lot of people have called through too saying that we need to, to watch the special on the ABC from maybe last year as well. I, I, I'm kind of rattled that people said maybe don't talk about it now still. It's I'm going to be watching my house outside goosebumps. tonight. The Black Hand Mafia. What a tale. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. I swear everyone on this planet always has a, a doppelganger. Someone that they say, a doppelganger, if you've never heard of one, is someone that says looks almost exactly like you. I've only ever had Jodie Foster and I don't see that at all. No, that's not true because you told me early days when you don't sleep well and you don't wear makeup, you said Louis Capaldi. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, which don't, always, don't tell always people. makes me laugh. Don't tell you people. said it to me though. <laughs> you brought it up. I would never. Yeah, we say actually that. dead set looks like siblings. When, when you yeah, when you make up free and and you know have had a rough couple of sleeps. Even yeah. though I gave you yeah. that, it's still mean. So don't <laughs> tell me. It's this. Funny. Um, look, I understand how you feel a little bit now because I I've never had good ones until I got an email the other day from Ali, who's our audio guru, said mm. and I had a photo said, oh, dead set, dead set thought. This is you. It was Travis Kelsey, um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Oh, thank you. That is a compliment. Um, But I've had in the past uh, Peter Dinklage, who was in Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm not heightest, obviously, but he's an ugly bugger. His face is Mm. hideous. And when I didn't have a beard, people would say I looked like him all the time. The latest one, I'd never heard of this bloke. He'd been touring Australia last year. Apparently, he's a big deal all over the place. And I've had this four times in the last 12 months where not only – well, people haven't said, oh, you look like this guy. I've had people come up to me and say, are you 
Teddy Swims, who is a singer. I've never heard his music. This is the only song that we have on file under Teddy Swims outside of Christmas music. Um, Country music? I think he's like... He's like soul. Soul, yeah. So, obviously... And I've been, I got stopped on a boat not long ago that I was on, like a ferry, and a lady came up to me and said, I'm not meaning to be rude, she was really polite. Are you Teddy Swims? Got a hold of me Great lately. voice. Oh, I was going to say, I like Teddy Swims. Pipes. I'm obsessed with him. I think he's, a, I think he's so cool. I think I've, I think I follow his wife on TikTok, and she's really, really cool as well, and they, they, he just seems like the nicest guy. This is like country soul. The question is, and all that matters to me is that I'm vain, is Teddy Swims a good-looking rooster? He's not bad. I don't see any resemblance besides the fact that you both have a beard and, and tattoos. A tattoos. He's a bigger guy, and you're not big anymore. Yeah, and you weren't well, even that big before. But that's the thing. When I was a little bit bigger, that's when I first got asked about him. But even now, I've lost a couple of kegs. People still, I, the most recent one was a week ago where someone said, are you Teddy no, Swims? No, you don't even have the same nose or eyes or anything. The most offensive thing about all of it is, for some reason, I thought Teddy Swims was Ed Sheeran's nickname. Now he's Teddy Photos. Well, that's what confused the shit out of me. So when they're asking me if I was Ed Sheeran, I was offended. That's I like, mean, to be honest, you could be a bit of a love child between the two. Oh, if, if Teddy Swims and Teddy Photos had a baby. That's where you would meet. That's not a compliment, Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs>